I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind Yeah Welcome back to another edition of the Change My Mind podcast. I change my mind because I don't have to because I'm an American. Yes, you are. And I'm Wesley Sykes. And to the other side of the ether is the slow zombie to my faster zombie. It's Mr. Nicholas J. Esque Fryer. Probably a starvation, you know, starved zombie for hire. No, that wow. wasn't, it was, it was my best, best work. Well, you did it on the fly, and I'll tell you what, though. The, the, you definitely managed to insult me. I'm the slow zombie <laughs> in this situation. Okay. Yeah, just let me live for once. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. No, you're right. You're right. You're, that's fine. That's fine. It's just question is, which type of fast zombie are you? A rage virus, or are you more – oh, what is it they, they're called in um, – Oh, in World, World War Z. Z. I don't yeah. know. That's a, that's a good question. That's a good question. Maybe that's a, a question for another week. Yes. When we do Zombie Week on the Change My Mind podcast. Huh? How about that there? Uh, but this week we are officially back in hashtag spooky season. Wait, wait. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes there is there's always more here because we are back uh in full swing of hashtag spooky season to debate what is the spookier movie 28 days later or 28 weeks later this has been on the you know i would say nick's tickler file for uh for some time now Yes, I love both of these movies, um, but I am very much ready to debate you on which one I believe is better today. Um, 28 Weeks Later is one that I remember seeing in theaters, and it was uh – that was that was a big one for me, but I don't want I don't want to get ahead of myself here. No, 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 we don't want to do that because we got a very important intro question that I have not selected yet. But you know, have you gone have you gone pumpkin picker? Are, are you a jack o' lantern type of guy? We. Uh, I wouldn't say that I am, but we did go to. When's the last time you carved a pumpkin? Uh, about uh, yesterday. So. Oh well, prior prior to that. Oh, but prior to that, I didn't even know I'd ever carved a pumpkin before until like my parents found a picture of me as a kid. You had I, no memories of carving pumpkins as a kid. None, none whatsoever. Wow. I I never. It just never really. I don't know. Ever did anything for me. Why do you love it? Yeah, I love I love par- carving a good pumpkin. I, I almost said carving a good pumpkin, and that's <laughs> that that doesn't really work out uh, very well. That's uh, that's kind of gross. Probably salty. Uh, but but well. anyway, uh, yeah, I love carving pumpkins. Great time. The wife and I do. I imagine it's tougher to do. You know, you're not going to carve a pumpkin by your lonesome. You know, mm. if you're living on your own, that sort of thing. So I, I can see where that that kind of has gone. Or in college years, that's not really going to happen all that much. But yeah, once you once you get the lady, once you settle down, mm. you know, uh, carving pumpkins is, is is a good old time. Apparently, uh, first Halloween as a married man, and uh, we we absolutely carved a pumpkin. I I've figured out what my role is in that situation. I do the 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 uh, grunt work. Yep, I do the mm-hmm. grunt work. She does the finer stuff. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that makes sense. But so, did you carve your own pumpkin? What you carve? Oh, we did it together. It was no, we did um. 
you know, just like a standard thing. We didn't get it too crazy. I mean, again, I've I've never done it before, and she just I think just likes doing jack o' lanterns, like with a you know the messed up face. The only thing is, we did like jagged teeth on the top and like a flat uh flat at the bottom on the mouth. Oh, there we go. Okay, so you didn't even get a, a pumpkin carving kit. Nope. No, we have. Oh. She has a, a pumpkin like carving tool, like like a sure, little, yeah. and then just that and a knife, and that's all we needed. Interesting. Oh, and, a, Interesting. and a permanent marker. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, of course. Sir. Okay, I love it there. So yeah, so last year I I think I did a cat in a moon, and a half crescent moon. Oh. But again, these are you know the, the sheets that you put on, you tape on to the the pumpkin, and then you you carve out everything around it. You you carve by numbers essentially. Mm, gotcha. Okay. And we just bought our pumpkin, so that's why why I ask. I got nice two flat facing pumpkins, medium size, good ones. So. We didn't. Uh, we didn't do it till uh, I believe it was Sunday. Yeah. So like mid the midway point of the month, and she like we but we bought it maybe a week, a week and a half, something like that before that. Is that she said we don't want to like carve it too soon? And I, I'm not saying I don't trust Lauren, but is that a thing that you abide by too? Oh yeah, you don't want to do them because they rot. There's okay. something you, yeah. you you could put Vaseline on the insides and that will prolong it. Oh. But that's, that's uh, but yeah, that's that's a kind of a, a pro tip there. But yeah, gotcha. yeah, you don't you don't want it too too soon. Almost like when you buy your Halloween candy, you don't want to buy it too soon because then you're just going to open it up and eat it, which has already happened. One bag is already gone. I got to replace it. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? On this note, too, I mean, you know what? No, you know what? I'll save that as an intro question for another day because I can't. I, I I'll save it. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. But do you with the pumpkins? Do you go? And uh, like roast the pumpkin seeds afterwards because that's the thing Lauren really likes to do, and we, we did that again. Yeah, I think we've done that before. I think Jules maybe has also made like pumpkin pie with it. I, I don't know if she's done anything with the guts, uh, but but we've definitely done pumpkin seeds. That's fun. That's a good yeah. time. No, they're awesome. She like seasoned them too. I don't know what the seasoning was, but mm-hmm. I, I loved it. Yeah. Ah, nice, nice stuff there. Nice stuff. All right, so enough, enough basic bitch stuff, right? Let's let's shift over to the trending now. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Found this on Disney Plus, Nick. Season 2, Episode 2 of Loki, Breaking Bad. Brad, Mm. Breaking Brad. Wow, say that five Mm. times fast. Nope, I will not. I I can't say it twice. Uh, But nevertheless, it was a solid episode. I know uh, you haven't gotten a chance to sit down. I think maybe this might be a a good binge. It would be interesting to see as I'm watching this week to week if you kind of go through a, a binge or a mini binge. Uh, how we consume the show and if that changes anything. I think this episode went down a little bit. We get uh, a little bit of a backstory on X5, who is Brad, who kind of plays um, kind of like a Wonder Man type character, to be honest, where, where he goes back in time. Or who's Kumail Nanjani's character in Eternals? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Kringo? Kringo? Something like that? But at, at any rate, he goes back in time. He's uh, the movie star that he always wanted to be. So that, that was kind of cool. And again, it's kind of nothing really makes sense yet. I'm not really sure what they're going for, but I do love every time that Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston are uh, on screen together. They are really good buddy cop tandem. Now, the first episode on IMDb got like a high eight, if I'm not mistaken. I I think so. Yeah, yeah. This dipped down to a 7.9. Do you think both grades are pretty spot on? Yeah, I think I think the difference is is fair, you know, okay. Got it. The, so w- whether you think it's a nine episode and you know whatever that disparity is, right. was that five, six, six point percentage points there, or 
whatever, six tenths of a point. Um, yeah, I, I think that disparity is right. But okay. yeah, it's not the great thing, but it's a six episode season, uh, which is interesting. So, you know, they got to do a lot in a, in a short amount of time here. So hopefully it just picks right back up into this week, which little spoiler, but I think this is in the trailer for the episode as well. I think they, we get introduced to the new Kang variant, that Victor Timely character. Uh, nice. Episode three. So hopefully three. things do pick up. Cool. Okay. Uh, but we're going to stay in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Damn, son, where'd you find this? We're a couple of Big J journalists. There was a Big J journalist story that broke out uh, from the Hollywood Reporter about Marvel Studios. It's centered around uh, Daredevil Born Again, perhaps getting born again. Uh, thank you. Mm. Scrapping a little less than half of the episodes that they already shot and going with like a complete reboot of it. Uh, yeah. After watching this, and and then so much so, they're even changing their structure of how they they're doing their their television formatting. So, um, uh, you know, th- we've been saying that, that this has kind of been stale since Disney Plus has kind of came out. The shows haven't been uh, maybe up to the par that we've all been expecting. Uh, and and it sounds like Marvel is listening, and they're they're kind of readjusting here. I don't, I don't know your thoughts, or if you got a chance to read it. I did. Yeah. I mean, the thing with the Daredevil born again that like, I remember seeing like just, you know, how it is on Twitter. There's everybody like loves being negative and I, I, sometimes it's warranted, but, in, but with this, where they're going in like stopping and, and trying to re- figure things out all over again and, and change their course. I, I get like that news is like, yeah, everything gets reported so easily now, but it's just, wouldn't don't we want them to do that? Like if they're realized as much as, yeah, it's wasted money and everything on Disney's end, that's not our problem. Like they're identifying the issue before it really becomes an issue for at least us. It's not ideal, but it's still like they, they stopped it when they needed to. I, I, I see what you're saying. Like we get a peek behind the curtain more than we did 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. Right. So we, yeah. we actually hear what's going on in these like horror sets and everything. But I think the, the greater issue is, is like the, the biggest takeaway that I got from that story is that they didn't shoot pilots. They didn't have showrunners, which I, I showrunners is crazy. It's weird, but I remember people being referred to as showrunners like My- Michael Waldron, for example, on Loki or I don't know, I, I, even like Jessica Gao on She-Hulk, you know, but they like, they even were, were talking about the the lead director or writer for Moon Knight being fired and then getting replaced so there was this feeling that it wasn't written driven or or you know source material driven so much as just like this is marvel we're doing this marvel's way everything that we do comes kind of comes back to feige and they didn't really have like that hierarchy set up to for success i guess when i saw that bit about moon knight i was like wow Okay, like I, I don't know if I, like without like if I if I rewatched it, I could probably we could probably pinpoint exactly when it was that 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 guy dropped off in the, in that series because I saw, I saw, read that I was like it, you know what I can that doesn't entirely stun me um, as much as I really did enjoy that show I believe I gave it an eighty nine out of hundred because again like the biggest thing for me is more about the character and I wanted that to drive the the majority of the series and it did that from start to finish. There, there was some you know stuff that could have been done better, but I, I just think that like when you look at it and say, oh no, no, like the person who was kind of like the the connected the, the guy who was like the, the glue guy, I guess, and all mm-hmm. of it wasn't there till the very end. Then that makes sense. 
Yeah, you hear these similar problems with a, a huge blowout on the set of Secret Invasion. You know, there, there was issues with She-Hulk going in where she was, you know, Jessica Gao was taken off the reins. And then one of the directors, Kat Koro, Koiro, uh, was put on there. So it, it, I don't know. There seemed a lot of disjointedness, which I think translated on screen for the viewers. Because you have different ideas. There's like plot holes in a lot of stories things that just don't necessarily make sense or moving too fast or or too slow at certain points so it felt like there was a lot of different hands that were on these projects and, and you could really tell it mm. and, and i when it comes to the two of us i'm definitely been had less frustration with the Dis the marvel disney plus shows but there there's no question that there was there's room for improvement across the board, but maybe a few exceptions. And I know that by and large, you can always say, oh, this could be better in some way, could you know, could be worse in other ways. But I do think that like from a Marvel standard, like to not have sh like showrunners, to not have, again, like that glue guy or, or person who's calling the shots the whole way, it just feels very strange to me. And when I hear that, as much as I generally like the Marvel Disney Plus shows, that does make sense to me. And that's disappointing that it's been that way to this point. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a, a famous phrase that's around this uh, DSG, Dorkshire, Gooniverse, but uh, we'll fix it in post. And apparently that was a phrase that was thrown around a lot there, which yeah. kind of made the, uh, according to the article there, made the directors feel belittled because what was their point there if they're just going to rework everything that was going to be done anyway? And the idea with not having pilots, you know, to, to at least kind of uh, as like a measuring stick, as a gauge for where you're going, mm -hmm. but go through and create a whole series of television at $150 million or whatever it is. And then, and then try to like patch up the holes when people are like, this doesn't make sense. I don't like this. The change the things when it gets market tested seems completely ass backwards. And I think that was the, what my biggest issue was with daredevil. Like, yes, they're, you know, catching it halfway before it reaches the finish line, but yeah, they're already pretty far in already. Yeah. I don't, I, in, in all of this to us, I just, I don't understand how this happened. And I also I genuinely don't understand how things didn't, weren't worse. Like that, that kind of shows like how strong some of these actors are that they have. And then also like the Marvel brand, like the characters that you're dealing with, how, how many, like, and you're dealing with some, like, I look, I love Moon Knight. I enjoyed She-Hulk. Those are not like A-list characters by any stretch. And I would say most probably, I don't know about she maybe She-Hulk could be a B-list character, but Tell you this right now, Moon Knight isn't one. So the, right. the fact that some of that we got, like, like the quality that we got on a lot of this stuff was still, by and large, like fine. Not not like acceptable by Marvel standards, but just in general, fine is is surprising too. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, and I think that's just again kind of tapping into a uh, already fixated audience, right? They're they're already hooked, so it's like how many kind of like with star wars right they, they still get the views and, and that sort of thing they still get you know a decent amount of people watching even if it's from a negative standpoint because it is star wars it is marvel right? yeah there, there, there's so much uh tie into that already but and i wonder to that end too i wonder if part of the problem is like we don't like i'm not i i don't know how many of the people that are like whether it's star wars or with marvel aren't like fans previously of the properties but to some extent, I don't know why when you have people who are like the shot callers in these situations, why aren't they like, why don't they like Dave Filoni is a like a huge, like the biggest like Star Wars nerd that I know of um, that's in the business. 
and look at what happened with Ahsoka and it's his baby and everything. And some of the other stuff that he's done has been awesome. So why don't we like, why isn't that someone you kind of want to have in charge of things when you, when you're looking for them? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's a good question. I would think that someone who cares that much wouldn't allow these kinds of things to happen. I could be wrong. Maybe that, maybe they are, but it just, it'd be really surprising. Uh, Maybe there's other, other things at play here. What what I thought was interesting though, the thing about daredevil is like what they didn't, what they said they're reshooting is that it was a procedural drama uh, and and kind of like a, like a law room kind of sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Which I, I'm kind of here for. If it's still gritty and you know you still get some of the violence, I think the, the big issue was uh, uh, that Daredevil doesn't show up to in his suit until like the fourth episode. So I don't I don't know how you <laughs> I don't know how you let that happen, man. Well, I I think the rumor was uh, that they kill off Foggy and or who's the blonde girl? Uh, Karen Page. Karen Page. Yeah, I almost said I said Elliot Page there. That, that's someone completely different. Oh yep. Uh, but. But yeah, so Karen Page and uh, uh, Foggy, they were both going to get killed off or one of them was going to get killed off. I'm not sure if Karen Page was – she was hmm. rumored to be in it, rumored not to be in it. but And that's what makes him uh, hang up his suit for a little bit of time. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of tough to not – like have him show up in it in the first episode at least and then, if, then put it on the sidelines to not have it at all. Yeah, yeah. that was weird. And, and the article points this out too. You know, Marvel's in, in this unique position where Daredevil is the first brand that they're rebirthing that, you know, was already pretty successful on its own. Yeah. It's an, it's an odd spot. And that's like the, the bar, I mean, the, the Marvel Netflix shows, obviously there were some that weren't great, but there were some really good ones and Daredevil was can't miss stuff. So yeah, you can't, you well, can't, I, I, I missed a good portion of it, but we, we've had that conversation long, right. long ago there. Right. Uh, but yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see again, maybe this is a big turning point for Marvel studios um, and kind of that malaise that we've been in for the last, I don't know, post post end game. The, the nice thing is that people are still waiting for them to kind of flip the switch. So if this is that, that switching, then awesome. Let's let's hope so. Let's hope so. Let's uh let's switch gears though on that note. To the comic book minute and say goodbye to Twitter or X. Ah, a superb choice. Okay, so uh we got a lot of news from New York Comic Con this week, uh this past weekend, and uh Joe and I will talk about it on TLDR quite a bit, but just a couple things that I did want to note. A friend of TLDR, Declan Shalvey, uh, who's worked on a bunch of, a bunch of different Marvel characters as, as long as well as uh, some stuff at Image over the past few years that we've seen. Um, he's writing a Thundercats series for Dynamite. They got a whole bunch of new stuff coming out, I think in a bunch of IPs, but Thundercats was the big one there. DC is bringing back Elseworlds stories. So that's like kind of like um, Dark Knights of Steel, which we've talked about a lot on okay. TLDR. On that note, Jay Kristoff is writing a Dark Dark Knights of Steel story. And I know that that may name may not mean a whole lot to comic book readers, but he's uh like him and Tom Taylor are like buddies. They're both from Australia. They like write together, like they like in the studio, I be, I believe is the situation. But he also wrote the Never Night series, which Wes, I've told you before, and, and other people mm-hmm. know that that's the book that my uh, wife first gave me to read, and I used it in our proposal. So very excited to see him uh delving into comics. Um Kid Cudi has co-written a comic book with Kyle. Interesting. Cudi, yep. With um, called Moon Man. It's going to be published by Image Comics. And then Tom Hardy and Scott Snyder have co-written a comic called Arcbound. Hmm. We do not know who the publisher is. I don't know if they've decided, um, but I think it's going to be an, that will be announced. Like who's the publisher? 
I would think early next year. Is this like celebrities buying tequila brands like The Rock and uh, George Clooney and and what's his name Ryan Reynolds and everything now? It's not it's not a unfair comparison. I th- I just think that with those guys, it's obviously more profitable, and yeah. uh, it's like a thing that just keeps going on and on and on. But like we've seen this, like uh, Keanu Reeves has Berserker, um, mm-hmm. Amelia Clark has um, uh, Mom, which I believe is Mother of Madness. Um, like and there's and it goes it goes back even further too. So it's it's a thing that they do, and I think it's a way for them to kind of stretch their creative legs, and then you know it's also good for a writer because it adds extra notoriety notoriety sure. to their story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like that. That's that's a cool little venture there. And then uh, for comics that are coming out this week, we got Ghost Rider 19, which I actually just finished reading before our show. DC, uh, we got Nightwing issue 107. Image Comics, we got the return of Rogue Sun, the 16th issue of that title. We got the next issue of Grim issue 14. And then Sirens of the City issue four. Those last two are boom titles. Um, really been enjoying both of those. Grim is a book that Joe talked about on the show. And for those who kind of like, who enjoy horror adjacent type stuff grim is definitely a title that you want to check out i, I read it I, i've been missing out because joe had dibs on it and i've been loving it ever since um but speaking of horror stuff obviously we're doing spooky stuff here on change my mind we're also doing all things horror comics over on tldr so we got another round of horror books coming out for you the book that i'm uh, talking about this week has been out i think for two years now and uh, it is a book that joe had dibs on started reading and then had to rescind Diz Dibs because he was so terrified of some of the art that he could not continue reading. Wow, what a pussy. Yeah. Now, is is Grimm, I may have asked this before in one of the previous issues, this is no relation to Ben Grimm or the Grimm brothers. Nope, and not also not related to the Grimm adventures of uh, Billy and Mandy. Okay, all right, Grimm this, on his own. I like that. Yes, it's, a, it's a, but in this story, there is... Uh, like there's a, a not, in, I guess it kind of like infinite amounts of grim reapers. They all like work for death. Mm. who is like the ultimate grim reaper. So I that's, that's kind of where this, the story starts. And then there's a lot more from there. All right. I love it. Well, now it's time to shift gears once again and enter the hashtag spooky season. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> All right, that's enough of that there. But we'll get into the main segment, which is 28 days later versus 28 weeks later. Yeah. Uh, you know, this original versus sequel debate, classic CMM uh, IP here that we're, we're bringing back for the people. <laughs> uh, so if, if you're familiar with it, let's just hop right in. Let's get into the tale of the tape. 28 days later, first came out in 2002. The synopsis is four weeks or 28 days later, after a mysterious, incurable virus spreads throughout the UK, a handful of survivors uh, try to find sanctuary. Pretty uh, simple, pretty succinct. The cast and crew is directed by Danny Boyle A. Uh, That's my English accent. Thank you very much. Uh, Written by Alex Garland, starring Cillian Murphy as Jim, Naomi Harris as uh, Selena, Christopher Eccleston as Major Henry West, uh, Brendan Gleeson as Frank, Megan Burns as Hannah. We have Alex Palmer as Activist 1, Bindu De Stopani as Activist 2, David Schneider as Scientist Man, and Toady, Toby Sedwick as Infected Priest. He was that high on the list. He was terrifying. Don't get me wrong. But Of the priest? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, he's going to pop up a little bit later there. Uh, <sighs> this movie hauled in 84, a little more than 84 and a half million worldwide, 45 million domestic on just a $10 million budget. Uh, it received a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb with an 87-85 split on Rotten Tomatoes and 4.25, uh, 4.2 out of 5 on Google reviews with 87% of Google users liking this movie, Nick. Killian Murphy, like, I, I love this guy. He's so, like, between, between this and then, I mean, like, Red Eye is not a movie that gets really brought up a lot when you talk about him, but I enjoyed that. That came out shortly around the Batman Begins, mm -hmm, you know, the, the mm -hmm. Chris Nolan era. Obviously. I think it was after. I think it was right after. Yeah. And then, so he's, and then he's obviously in, um, it's obviously Scarecrow. Um, now he's in, um, I mean, Peaky Blinders. I love, love that show. I've said it a million times mm -hmm. over. That was my number one show. Your number one show of all time. Yeah. It didn't make the friggin' list ridiculous, but, yeah, um, that is kind of crazy. Actually. Absolutely yeah. love this guy. You know what? I, I get it. People don't watch it. It's, it's in our group. So, well, and it. if you, you know, if you didn't love him, you get to see a whole lot more of him in 28 days later, if you know what I mean. This is very true. And he is from the, the jump. He is the biggest. Yes. He is the biggest name that you will see in this, in that movie by far. Um, but when you go over to 20, well, Brendan Gleason, that's a pretty big name. He, he's been he in is, a lot of stuff there. He has been no question. Oscar winner nominated. Was, wasn't he in the, the just kind of recently, the Bantrins um, of Intrin or something, the Banshees of Intrin. Maybe I don't know. I but I feel like he's has he ever been like the leading man? No, no, no. He's not. He's not necessarily a leading man per se. Although he is uh, a co-star with uh, Colin Farrell there in that movie. Okay, so no disrespect to and, Brendan Gleeson, but he's uh, Kelly Murphy's still a bigger name. Like I don't. I feel like some people know Brendan Gleeson right now. Brent Brendan Gleeson at the time was a bigger actor than Kelly Murphy. That actually is pro is very fair. Either way, by comparison, <laughs> sorry, we're already debating here. I'm sorry. No, but it's but but when you look at my movie, the mm -hmm. star, the, the stars we have there, it's a little bit different. And so, we're, and I'm talking 28 weeks later, which came out five years later uh, after mm -hmm. the original movie in 2007. Uh, synopsis: Six months after the rage virus was infected on the uh, inflicted on the population of Great Britain, the U.S. Army helped to secure a small area of London for the survivors to repopulate and start again. But not everything goes according to plan. Casting crew, we, this is directed by Juan Carlos uh, Fresnadillo, Fresnadillo um, written by Rowan Joff and Juan Carlos Fresnadillo, um, starring Jeremy Renner as Doyle, Rose Byrne as Scarlet, Robert Carlyle as Don. Harold Perineo, Perineo as Flynn, Catherine McCormick as Alex, uh, Alice, excuse me, Idris Elba as Stone, Emojin Poots as Tammy, and then Macintosh Muggleton as Andy. What are, some, what are some great names to close right there? Yeah, yeah. Imogen um, Poots and Macintosh Muggleton. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's something. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. This I don't think this is relevant for the debate at all. So Emojin Poots is two years older than I am. Yeah, two years older than I am. And I, I saw when I saw this movie, I, I like. They, I think I was a freshman, so she would have been like junior high school age. So like again, two years older. I instantly had a crush on that. I was like, whoa! I, very cute. Um, now let's see. Uh, box office and critics reception hauled in sixty-five million worldwide. 
28.6 million domestic on a $9.8 million budget, received a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, and a 72-76 split on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.4 out of 5 on Google Reviews, with 72% of Google users liking this movie. All right. So as you're familiar with this, again, branded IP from the CMM podcast here, we start with an opening statement, uh, roughly 45 seconds, and then we'll get into six debate questions where we'll each have one minute uh, to present an argument. We'll also give them the opportunity to respond in kind for 30 seconds if we'd like. Uh, but I don't think we'll be that little be as necessary this time around. I agree. Uh, th- then we close with 45 seconds of a closing argument. And then I always like to say this, but this isn't really true. We let you, the people decide who won the debate here. Uh, but in reality, I'm going to forget to post the survey on Twitter at CMN underscore podcast, by the way, go check that out. Not to vote in the poll, but just to check out all the, all the other stuff on there. Um, and then, and then we'll just get into the next episode where I forgot that I, I didn't post a poll. One hundred percent, which yeah, is so where we is, are right now. Th- yeah, exactly. This is this is how it works on the show, honestly. Um, and I also don't mm-hmm. bail Wes out ever, so there's that as well. Um, well that, that would ruin the bit, Nick. This is true. Well, I'm just being honest. <laughs> um, but uh, as for the opening statements, Wes, would you like to take us off since I did it last on uh, the my birthday episode? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you give me uh, 45 seconds here on the clock? Sounds like a plan. All right, get rolling in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, people of the jury, like to thank you for taking your time out today. Uh, today, I'm going to tell you why 28 Days Later is a spookier movie, not only because it was genre-defining, not only because it was the original, it had the advantage of being first, not only because it hangs dong, you get to see Killing Murphy's wang in this, actually pretty early on. It's got a high kill count, and surprisingly, uh, 239 per YouTuber green, actually. Uh, 239 30. kills. They're pretty interesting. But uh, I- I'm going to get into all that a little bit later on, and actually find out that there's some good stories, some good heart in this. That's some simple, effective storytelling, aside from just the crazy fast zombies. Three, I rest. Nice. Okay, I gotta get. I gotta make sure I get some some sounders pulled up. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, I mm-hmm. forgot about that. All right, but I am uh, ready to go regardless. All right, let me get my clock ready here. Nope, that's my calculator. Oh, okay. Right. Well, there's my clock. There we go. Okay, forty-five seconds starts in three, two, one. Oddly enough, I saw. 28 weeks later, before 28 days later, as I mentioned, I saw it when it came out when I was uh, a freshman in high school. Yet, I never felt lost while watching the sequel to the original impressive zombie movie. Says a lot about 28 weeks later. The zombie in this movie, in these movies, are terrifying. We come across some characters who are maddening, yet very, very real. And I'm talking specifically about 28 weeks later when I say that. Um, I will discuss them more throughout this debate, uh, with, during which I'll illustrate how 28 weeks later um, was able to Five, carry on the vibe that 28 three, days later established two, and built on it one. with a hacking story. Right, now let's go get them. Barely got that out. Jeez, I thought <laughs> I thought that I was gonna like to stretch it. Fuck. All right, <clears throat> all right. I'm good. Okay, so we get the first question here. 
which movie is spookier overall? I'll be happy to go first on this one. Okay, sounds good. All right, so you have a minute on the clock, sir. Yes. Three, two, one. Well, it's obvious 28 Days Later is a spookier movie. It has the advantage of being first, and audiences do not know what's coming. That is what we call a little bit of an advantage, as I already pointed out. It's a pretty simple storyline following a main character and a side character, uh, and where the side characters all kind of aid him on, your, on his journey. Very simple to understand. Very small, close circuit. There's not all these like branch kind of storylines, will they or won't they, is kind of going on. Not to mention it's genre divining. It's It's got sure. fast zombies, which is the scary part. But the real scary part is humanity. And you see how people react when the world kind of breaks down and when uh, uh, order is broken and we have chaos going on, the type of things that the uh, humans will do. In fact, the, the humans were the whole reason why uh, this whole thing started. So that's pretty spooky in and of itself. And you get military people who just want sex slaves, you know, like all this stuff. It's very, very spooky. We kind of lived this out not that long ago. So you obviously have to leave a few of those in here now. Yeah, I, I, what I should have done is gotten different different zombie yells. You could have, but this is better because mm-hmm. now we're going to use them forever. Um, uh, would you like 30 seconds to retort or would you like your full minute served up on a platter? I think a full minute will, will suffice on my okay. end. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, full minute. Why 28 weeks later is spookier starts right now. So I'd like to note that IMDb cites that 28 weeks later, my movie has more, um, almost double the amount of kills that 28 days later has 182 for Wes's movie, 307 for mine. And Wes hinted on a point about, or illustrated a point about human uh, the mistakes that happen uh the cause of humanity and that's what's so important in both 28 days later and 28 weeks later and where 28 days later is the, sh- the start of it all and how things 30. begin and then how people respond to it in the short term and again in, in a month t- span pretty much 28 weeks later is about how everything gets fixed everything gets better and then things go, go to shit just like that very quickly and it's 15 arguably more terrifying and a lot of it is all hinged around one person being a little bit too selfish and screwing people over that Five, are close to him and four, then everybody else three, and also the zombies two way more violent one than all right uh, okay oh they had a sound over there your your imdb um uh, I'm not sure if that's a trusted source here. I like to refer to my YouTuber Green, <laughs> uh, who says that 28 days later had a kill count of 239. Okay, okay, well, fine. 20, 239, still 307. I'm sorry, IMDb versus a random YouTuber. My mistake. But now I can't. I, I can't. I, I, I can't believe IMDb because they were so far off on the 28 days later kill count that I, how can I trust what they were? How do you know that the how do you know that yours was correct? Why is because, your guy right? Because the YouTuber counted them off. Okay, got it. I, I saw them all with my own eyes. You saw them all with your own eyes. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. well, yeah, he went through them all. I watched it. Maybe you shouldn't trust your eyes. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's, just, I, that's all I got. That's it's just nonsense here. The defense rests. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, w- let's go on to the next question here. Yes. Uh, which movie features the best zombie death? Oh, okay. There we go. All right, I'll kick us so off on this death one. from a zombie. Uh, 
I thought this was death. I thought the next question was death from a zombie. This is a death to a zombie. Killing a zombie. Yes. Which movie feeds a better zombie mm, death? Which- I think I wrote these questions and I screwed up both of them, but we'll go with it either way. Do you have an answer for both of them? Because Yeah, means- yeah, of course I do. Okay. <laughs> All right, but you're going first here. Uh, which movie feature features the uh, best zombie death? Yeah. 28 weeks later starts right now. Yeah. So for me, this the the, the no brainer question here. I mean, nobody answered here is Flynn, um, who's the actor's name I butchered earlier, but he's someone that you, you've seen in other movies. Um, he's oh, he's um, he's featured in the Matrix uh, in like the t- two of the four movies. But anyways, um, his character is a helicopter pilot. He is going to try and save Jeremy Renner, Rose Byrne, and then a few other characters who Jeremy Renner has helped save and lead out of the city after the reinfection, the reinfestation of the disease. But in the moment, the, the zombies start coming on them and they're trying to figure a way to get out. They were supposed to get on the helicopter. They can't. So what does Flynn do to try and help them out instead of, airing them out because he can't load them all at that time he goes and chops up all the zombies with his helicopter and it looked like it had to be at least two dozen zombies that he chopped up he did miss a few but he got a ton uh in in the mix and then helped jerry run around a ton two done one oh right wow classic no i think i think i got this right here i was just misreading my notes i think i'm i think i'm correct here i think i'm ready i was worried for you (laughs) uh yeah it's been yeah um they want to get disbarred or anything but it could i yeah this this was uh this could be pretty damning here yeah all right so do you want uh do you want 30 seconds to retort or do you want the no, no 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 yeah. less time the better okay uh when you're ready three two one okay so the, i i think easily the most lovable character and the character that we get most attached to or at least i did uh, and 28 days later was Frank, the father, who's very lovable. He welcomes in Selena and Jim uh, with open arms. He's got the daughter that he protects. That he offers him the weird green wine or alcohol, whatever it is. He's got a really sick riot suit and like good deal going on in that, that uh, sky rise apartment of his. Mm. But when they leave and they go to Manchester and the place is screwed right. up, he gets infected by the crow uh, that is eating the zombie and the blood. This is just a crazy way because most often you see these zombie deaths uh, as like munching and going crazy and just like raging out this a drop of blood in Frank's eye, which is crazy in and of itself. And then he ends up getting shot in front of his daughter as he's slowly turning into the zombie. That was the most gut wrenching one. That's that's the one you feel the most. Five. I'm not sure if it's the best one, but it's, it's the one that stands out Two. the most. That was a tough one. It really was. It's the one. It's def- definitely the one that sticks with you most from that movie. It's it's creative. You definitely don't see it. You know, much as a creative way for it to, but very far fetched. Yeah. Every every time, yeah, I'm like, I- all right, what's going on? Like one blink, you know, then you're you're fine. Yep. It, but he's just watching it just fall like wide eyed, like a deer in headlights. This, every time it happens, it gets me because he is such an awesome character, such a good dude. Yeah, he's definitely the best, the best one of the bunch by far. He's the um, only one that brings like even the daughter is like kind of a curmudgeon. She's like kind yeah. of like a shut in. Like he's the only one that still has any sense of life in him. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, here. Um. All right. So you got the, no. You just went. So okay. So now the next question. Unless you want thirty seconds to reply. Nope. Thank you very much. I'm getting lost in the snake here. 
Uh, which movie features the best death at the hands of a zombie? Yes. So the zombie on human death. In this, yes. This yes. What we're yes. Talking and, about. yes. And I'll go first here. This again, I'll, I'll preface this is a little bit of a cheat, but oh, start, start me up. Okay. Three, two, one. All right. Because there, there's not a lot that really jumps out in my mind after watching this movie. That, that, that again, a zombie death was like, all right, this this is gonna, this is really memorable. But again, kind of a cheat. Jim goes full range zombie mode at the very end to save Selena from getting, uh, you know, taken advantage of sexually by this military guy who just wants to sex slaves. Pretty scary stuff. But he kind yeah. of unleashes on himself and, uh, you know, kind of eye gouges him to death. Uh, so much so that Selena is like ready to kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you got to be infected because you just went off and he's been so timid this whole time. Kind of telling a greater story about the 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 beast, the that the rage that lies within of man, uh, that, that you can kind of tap into there. So I think that's you know tells it, it's got a little couple layers to it. It's got a little bit of a deeper meaning, but it's still pretty gruesome. You get to see some eye gouging there. Uh, so give me that one. A little bit of a cheat. A little bit of a cheat. Yeah, definitely. I don't I don't need my uh, the thirty seconds to retort. But uh, yeah, you go ahead and start it. All right. One minute starts right now. I just want to make it clear to everybody. I don't need the 30 seconds, but I want to point out Wes did not answer the question correctly. (laughs) I just want that to go on record. Um, But you bring up the eye gouging, and that leads me to Dom, the father, uh, killing Alice, which his wife, um, who came back after everybody thought she had died because you know, she, cause Dom abandoned her previously. And, and what does this guy do? He instantly, I don't want to get into it cause there's other stuff that I have to talk about around that, but he, he contracts the virus from kissing her and then starts losing his shit because he's full of rage and everything like that. And then he starts punching her in the face and then, and then he also, he bites her at some point and gouges her eyes out too. And it is, Oh, like that. I, I, it took me a long time to actually be able to watch that scene because of how vicious uh, they they made that, so yeah, Don killing Alice is is five total in twenty eight weeks four, later. Time. Three, two. All right. Before we so go they did this- that they did that twice. Uh, full you know I, I, full disclosure did not watch twenty eight weeks later. So they they did the eye gouge death twice. Yeah. Huh? It was a it's a nice little uh, little nod to it. And one other thing I wanted to note too because this one didn't really fall into either category. But in 28 days later, I forget the guy's name that was running with Celine at first. Mark. Um, Mark. But when that, when he gets bitten and then Celine hacks him up, it was. Oh was- my God. I, that, I was thinking about that too, but that didn't really qualify. Again, yeah. it, it was like in 28 days later, it was more of the human on human violence. That was the, the most brutal part. Or again, like the moments just as they're becoming infected. So yeah. It, that was that was kind of a tough question. But, that is uh, yeah. that is a moment in like zombies. Like when I think about like Walking Dead, like that kind of thing could happen. Um, like obviously, like with Herschel, at one point he gets his leg, he gets bitten on his leg, and then they chop it off, and it ends up saving his life. In this instance, this virus moves so quickly, but that's one of those moments, like I think that can fly under the radar when you talk about a zombie type movie. But it really is like one of the more fucked up things that can happen in these situations. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was with the, the father-son episode of uh, The Last of Us, right? And that was like mm. one of the hardest ones there. Like, yeah. So when, yeah. when the sun finally turns. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Yep. That's right. Was, uh, wasn't they, were they brothers, actually? 
Oh, that's right. No, no, no. You're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. They're brothers. Yeah. yeah but the, brothers. The, the age difference was so large. It felt even. like father brother for the longest yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. That, that Again, the, the human aspect of it, um, I think, is what, what kind of is, is, is the more interesting, I don't know, element of the zombie apocalypse thing. But mm-hmm. uh, all right. So, yeah, this brings us to our next question here, which has the more maddening uh, human case or case human of human case error. Of, yeah, yeah. Fire like, on Burgundy, my bad. We are just horrible copy editors right now. Here, we're just <sighs> tripping over everything, right? Writing we questions didn't check the wrong. Prompter. You guys know that Wes can only read it. Only read what's right in front uh, of him. God. Seriously, seriously. Same. Which movie has the more maddening case of human error? There we go. Nailed uh, it. I'll take uh, take this one first, then. Okay, you yeah. are ready to go right now. So Don is the dad who I've talked about uh, a couple times already, or Dom, and he is one of the, I wanted to say he's one of the biggest a-holes in like the history of like film. Mm. Uh, Lauren kind of checked me on that one. So I'm going to instead say that Don is one of the biggest jackasses in the history of story, because this guy has an instance where his wife is about to get like, it's, it's, she's about to get massacred and he can maybe save her. Obviously he is going to die if that happens, but he just lets her go. Now, she may have made a bad decision that put herself in that spot, but still he could have saved her. Then later we find, again, she survived it. She's basically got the cure. Be, um, she's immune to the, to the rage virus. He, mm-hmm. As soon as he sees her, asks for her forgiveness. The second he sees her, then it wasn't like he found her. She was like strapped down to a chair. And then he goes and, and she forgives him. Seconds. They make out. He gets the virus. And then, and again, I could get it if like he had just saw her spread the mold, but no, it's like she's strapped down. And then that goes and reinfects everybody because of it. Oh, God, I need, I need that. That's like honestly, what 2007 was when this came out. That is like what 16 years of of, of uh, venting I needed to get out in a minute. So uh, I'm interested. Why did Lauren check you on that? Was did she bring up someone else from the movie or someone else in in the cinema world that that uh, usurped him, or did she no, bring some life into him? She just said that there's like I said. I think I said one of the biggest a like a holes or one of the shittiest people in like in. That's a pretty shitty film. thing to do. It is, but she was like, she said that people have done some pretty shitty stuff in like you know in film, like in stories and everything like that. So I was like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking like. At least. But but it's one thing to do to inflict harm on people that you don't know. Yep, hundred percent. When but when there's that betrayal, that's a that's a knife that cuts a little bit deeper. A hundred. I mean, I said to her, uh, but when, so when she pushed back, I was like, listen, like if if roles were reversed and like you were the person on the, if you were in Dom's spot, I'd want you to leave. But if I'm in Dom's spot, like there's no question what's happening. So I don't like I have to cross. We bear as men. Exactly. And then on top of, dude, Wes, he, like, so again, like, I, I'm not trying to, like, I made this point already. I just want you to fully, like, hear what I'm saying. He comes, she's alive. She gets taken in. They're trying to, like, you know, treat her kind of like a lab rat a little bit. Doesn't last long, but she, he finds out she's strapped down. Clearly, just like, don't, I wouldn't touch her in this moment. I know she's your wife and you miss her and blah, 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 but just, you know, just, you can talk to her, but say, he's overcome this, with guilt. And he just the like the first thing he does he needs is he needs to be forgiven and then he goes and does that and it's like how dumb could you possibly be he is the biggest jerk like listeners uh, right now I hope you you're fast forwarding through this because this is going way over time here but I oh, no no I I agree I agree with what you're saying there I mean it's, it's a big asshole move probably one of the. Re- 
I, I'm with you. This has to be one of the bigger asshole movement move moments in movie history. I would put him in top 100 for for like big biggest jackasses, biggest a hole, whatever you want to put it. I think I'd make a case for him to be in the top 100. Like I could, I would be willing to die on that hill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So would, right, uh, uh, Sack from uh, Wedding Crashers. He's a pr- pretty big asshole there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, well, that was, that was right for that. Um, uh, that's that's what I think of when I think of an asshole. He's he's like the classic asshole there. You know, Bradley maybe, Cooper. Maybe we need to. Yeah, we, maybe we need to figure out a different way. Maybe jackasses is the best way to put it. But like, we need to maybe we figure out a way. To right. Like, so we don't get demonetized on YouTube, right? Yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. But figure out a way to like the biggest the biggest jerks in like movie or yeah movie history. Something yeah, like there we go. I like that. Yeah, we could do. We can. And you can make that a long one too. I'm we can sure. make that a DSG group. Have everyone vote on it. We could. Let's. Let's. No, I, I, that's too big of an undertaking. I that's don't wanna, true. I don't want to invite that sort of madness. You. You have to do that math. Yeah. No, I would not be do. You would be doing the math. Yeah, you have I, a younger, cleaner, fresher, sharper mind. I don't have a kid. Is what it comes down to. I mean, yes. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. But uh. Yeah. If yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Look. If it if it comes down to me doing the math, then I might be I might be open to it. But that's a conversation for another day. We can definitely do something on our own at minimum. Mm-hmm. Somehow, right Peaky now, Blinders just ends up number one. It's like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> Revenge. All right, it, it, sir, it is your turn to, unless you need 30 seconds. No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. All right, so you have a minute to uh, talk about which case has, which movie has the more maddening case of human error. Yes. All right. Sorry, I'm just realizing <laughs> I typed. I still, yeah, you got to time me there. Yep. There we go. God. All right. Three, two, one. First, I'm I'm interested to see what you had uh, wrote down when you posed this question for me. So when what you thought the selection would be, I know you wrote it in there and I erased it. But either way, my choice is uh, the the scientists in the beginning. Why are they injecting primates with a rage virus and then subjecting them to watching the worst of humanity on a loop? That's that's my biggest question. Why are they doing what are they trying to? What are they trying to gain from this? What are they trying to learn from this? How are they going to use it uh, on Americans or, in this case, uh, Europeans and Britons, uh, the British, the Britons, um, you know, on the general public? So that's what I'm most interested in. We're going to see that come back a little bit later, I think. But who, who's overseeing this? What's going on here? That's that's. I don't need any more time. This this is stupid. Okay. Yeah, I, I did. This was not the one that I had, but honestly, after I, I, I so the one I jotted down was it starts the, everything, you know, a hundred percent. The military um, having basically a pet zombie uh, chained up. In oh, their, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Their former guys, and I get the logic behind it where they want to be able to study him, but like you know, like you you figure out pretty quickly, like he he the the, the sergeant general whatever it was he 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 said it. Why do you need to keep this guy around that? Like, you're just asking for trouble with this. Yeah, I hear you. But I think if, you know, they don't really show it in this way. But these are trained soldiers, even though they Mm -hmm. shoot themselves at a certain point. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they know. I would think you would feel comfortable in that situation. I I don't hate that move as much. I think that kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because even the answer that they have is just waiting until they starve off to death. Yeah, like... that there has to be something greater, you know, maybe that you could learn from that. 
And I do think too, though, after I, so I had jotted that down and that's what I was thinking of for for your movie Mm -hmm. specifically. But after I thought about it more later, I was like, you know what though? Like the way this whole thing starts is like a massive human error. Like you have the animal rights activists who like, like, I, I get, what they're doing but at the same they're, time they're like, dumb have you seen some of these like uh climate change activists who like cement their hands and then they they can't get the cement off or they super glue their hands to something and then it's like they can't get really? it off yeah really? well, like that's... some people would get like, like you would hear these like crazy stories or again the people who block traffic by sitting in the middle of the highway like mm, you yeah. have the like the the minimalist amount of my attention zero attention when you do stuff like that yeah, the, the in fact, I might like actively start throwing trash out of my car at that point if that happened to me. I'm not a big fan of the uh, the, the, the people who are in like the middle of like trash, you know, or people who like throw paint or like blood on uh, people who wear like fur coats and stuff like that, like all the PETA crazies. Oh. PETA, you know, is really PETA's really to blame here. Yeah, <laughs> they're the real villains. There you go. But yes, the sign to what you were saying though, the scientists are definitely like. The, the greatest case of human error in this one. There's no, there's no question about it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. they're the ones who start this whole thing. It's so bizarre. And like that, the lab too was so nasty. They did such a good job with that. Like, like making it just feel so dingy and disgusting. Mm-hmm. And the lighting mm-hmm. was so much good, the good about these two movies, but yeah. Ooh. Anyways, um, uh, also, actually real quick too, on, oh, yeah. on your, on your movie from a zombie death standpoint too, I um, meant to mention this earlier, but this reminded me to talk about the, um, my instance of the maddening case of human error in your movie, the way that the um, that the the general at the end of it gets yanked out of the car yes. by his, his dudes, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. That yeah, was that, really cool too. Yeah, that was I like the, that. one of the few like times in that like a horror movie where it's like, oh, okay, I'm glad someone died. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that one there. Uh, which movie has the spookiest jump scare, Nick? This one's going to go to you first. Now, I actually yeah. start the clock mm-hmm. in three, two, one. Yeah, th- there's a couple different options that could have went here, but I think it's the first time Jim sees a zombie in the church. And when he goes to the church and he sees that mass uh, burial ground there inside of everything, and then he just sees one guy just kind of sit up. He's ready to feast already. He's got like a bib on, it looks like. So he's like ready to go to eat. And then, of course, you get the zombie priest who's just roaming around there. Which is very, which is a very clever, scary, flipping. Uh, what is something that's supposed to be sacred and warmed and full of right. life and and tr- you know flipping it on its head into something that's scary and dead like, right? Um, I think that moment is great because it really, again, it kind of sets the tone for where the movie is going. To that point, you don't really know what's going on. He's just kind of like a last man standing sort of thing. So from there, it kind of you know puts the kind of puts the pedal to the metal a little bit and then it kind of sets you on pace for what the movie is going to be the rest of the way. Okay. That's it. Yeah. That, that is, a, that is a great call. And I mean, very much like scared the like ever living piss out of me when like Jim walks into that church and like, there's everybody's dead. And then you like, he wakes them up and you just hear a slight movement. And, but you see like these faces just staring like mouth agape and it's like, mm-hmm. Oh fuck man. It's nasty. And anytime you get that like Undertaker sit up, mm-hmm. you know, when he's like back from the dead and just like half his body just comes up again, like that's freaky in its own right. Yeah. 
in that in the priestess that priestess yeah the priest is terrifying yeah Yeah. don't don't like that right yeah um all right all right so you got one minute here let me get open okay one minute on what movie has the spookiest jump scare starting now so mine actually comes at the tail end of 28 weeks later so we have by the end of the movie the only humans still alive are Flynn, the guy who's manning the helicopter. Uh, then we have Emojin Pooch's character. We have uh, Andy, who's the, the the young boy. And then we have Rose Byrne's character, Scarlet. Unfortunately, this is where Scarlet meets her demise. They are mm. trying to get into Wembley Stadium to meet Flynn at the, uh, the center of the field so he can fly them out. And she's left with Jeremy Renner's gun after he has just sacrificed himself. And she's like turns on night vision because it's very dark in the stadium. She mm-hmm. walks down. The kids end up falling down an escalator. They're fine, but she's trying to find them. She finds Emojin Pooch, and then she's like, "Okay, I." All right, uh, and she, she, Ten she, seconds left. Then she needs to find Andy. When she does that, we she turns, and then boom, it's Don. He's there, and he grabs the the uh, the gun and starts beating her to death with it. But she's right into that night vision. Oof. I, I saw some clips of that scene. That looked very freaky. There kind of gave me like Resident Evil vibes. Yeah. Maybe like Halo the Flood type vibes. Oh, yeah. Halo the Flood's the worst, man. The absolute freaking worst. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know that, that is a freaky part there. Doesn't uh, Jeremy Renner like push a car and then get set on fire uh, as he sacrifices himself? Yes. That is, yeah. yeah. So they're like gassing. Um, like parts of London because like the zombies have like leaked sure. out and everything. And then they're in a car, but they it can't start. So he needs to push it. Otherwise they're going to get the, the car is going to get torched by flamethrowers. Um, Cause there are people walking with us. So gotcha. he gotcha. gets out, so he gets torched instead. Good for him. Yes. Yep. Goes down, Which is uh, actually a precursor to him getting exploded by bombs in the hurt locker. I actually never seen the hurt locker. It comes out it? right right after. Uh, I mean, he was Oscar nominated for. I think that won the Oscar for Best Picture. I knew what that was. I didn't know. He I was. haven't That's seen awesome. it though. I can't. Okay. Oh, so there you go. Okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that brings us to our last one, which is a really interesting uh, question that or topic that you brought up. Pitch a third installment. It's lighthearted, you know. We got all this death and violence going on. Pitch in, in a third installment of this series, which is relevant because we've been hearing about this for a little while now that there mm-hmm. may be a third uh, 28 days later universe story, whatever. Um, so uh, would you like to lead us off on this? Yeah, one? I would. I'm, re- I'm ready to go. I, I'm, I, I'm excited about this one. All right. Three, two, one. So I told you I'd bring this up when we were talking about our human error uh, question here. So this my movie is a prequel uh, where it could Ooh. it's a working title. It's either 28 days prior or 28 minutes prior. And here's why I like 28 minutes prior. You look at the scientist group conducting the research and following the activist groups uh, as as they're thwarting the plan that leads right into 28 days later. So. You go back 28 minutes to the raid itself of the activists and all of that, that whole scene in the science lab is kind of like your main vehicle for the story, but everything flashes back like, oh, this is what happened then. So you get all these main flashbacks, but it's happening in this 28 minute span of this activist raid that goes right into uh, the science group, which then gets bitten by the primates, which then starts. 28 days later, almost immediately. Uh, so I think that would be kind of interesting. Or if you want to do something crazy, just show the first 28 days. 
27. As you were going through it, I was kind of thinking like, oh, you could show the first 28 days or you could do 28 hours later as like kind of a prequel to 28 days later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, see, that I, I think I like that. The, the idea of a prequel actually is, sounds more interesting to me than trying to do like the same thing but in a different part of the country. I think that is a really, really good idea. I I'm very impressed. I did not think of that because I I was I put myself in the box that we find ourselves in uh with, or not the box that seems like this the 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 franchise is going in uh going forward. With. So why don't you just start the clock and I'll, I'll Well what, what I will say is what I liked even though I didn't watch 28 weeks later the idea of them following a completely different group. Yeah. I, so I, I think agree. that would be kind of interesting too. So it's not like you have to have Killian Murphy come back or Idris Elba or whatever. You don't have to, you know, continue their story arcs. You just jump right in. That gives the writers, the directors, all the creatives a little bit more creative freedom to go where they want, but while still kind of like operating in that world. You were, we're completely in agreement on that. You can't, you can't go and try and rehash these characters. All right. I love it then. Okay. So you got 60 seconds on the clock for your movie pitch starting right now. All right, so right now it seems like we may get a third, actually get a third movie, and it's going to be. It looks like it's going to be twenty eight years later, skipping the the what I would think twenty eight months later. Mm-hmm. So that would thus be set in 20, 30, 28 years after the original outbreak, the original movie. Um, mine would be set in Sicily. However, it could be set in any mm-hmm. type of European island that's not, you know. Um, I, I would take out the Azores because just because uh, they're so far <laughs> removed. Um, and it seconds. couldn't yeah. be Ireland or Britain. Um, Europe is finally, uh, it's finally ready. Wait a minute. What is it? Oh yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm just re- Okay. After being shut off completely <laughs> from the rest of the world, other nations look to rebuild Europe, the once great continent. But when a group of survivors is discovered, I'm sorry, but when a group of survivors is discovered, Europe's seconds. supposed allies will learn the rage virus has something else in store for them. That's my pitch. Now Whoa. I know it. Yeah. So what? What else? You got me hooked. Well, okay. What, what else is in store of them? By the way, so why I got confused in the, my first readings because I had two ideas and I was I thought I was reading the first one originally. So I apologize. Gotcha. So Europe is finally ready, and what that means? So it's uh, the rage virus is believed to have died off and everything, but in reality, it hasn't. There are survivors there, but there are also some people who have contracted the rage virus, but it's, it lies it's, dormant. It's, well, it's evolved. Mm. It's, it's, uh, so it's now changed where you have these people who are still filled with this extreme amount of rage, but they're not these mindless creatures like these other ones are They're They're still fearless and don't, oh. and aren't worried about harm, but they're not as like, these zombies are kind of smart 28 days later, but they're not like as smart as humans necessarily, I would say. So they're just that step there, like a, that perfect crossbreed, which is going to be problematic. Interesting. And then this isn't really a horror movie so much as like a funny comedy of zombies filled with rage trying to readapt to our workplace. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I got to go to HR again. Ah! You know what? That wouldn't actually my be. My wife makes me fold my underwear. Ah! I'm that would, like losing it. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Wasn't what I was going for, but that wouldn't be. You could probably do something with that too. Sitting in like anger management courses, you know, like that'd be funny. Because we have, um, what is it? The um, what we do in the shadows? There's that show. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I kind of think you could do it with zombies and maybe maybe other things too. 
I would like that kind of like an office style where they have a confessional and it's like a mockumentary. Yeah, that that would be funny. Mm, Yeah, I'd watch it for sure. (laughs) All right, that's that's not too bad. I like that. You you definitely got me on the pitch. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. I think look at that. Look at the two of us come up Mm, with some good mm -hmm, ideas. mm -hmm. Okay. All right, so now we got uh, 45 seconds to make a closing argument to an audience which is not going to vote on the winner. No, I shouldn't, like, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't do you want to close that. it out first or is you like, yeah, close it okay. No, you close it out. You close it out. Okay. Uh, 45 seconds on the clock starts now. So many times we see origin stories of, of characters of larger plots and then how things kind of evolve down the line. But it's not often that we see situations, catastrophic apocalypse type uh, occurrences happen and then we see the what like see everybody come back from that see that comeback story only to see it crumble again it's always redemption and then they ride off into the sunset and things are fine 28 days 20 weeks later takes us in a different direction while still incorporating a lot of the human error that west also sees in 28 days later but it's all focused on this one guy don who is honestly for all the shit that we've said about him he seems Three, like a very very real two. character that's interesting it's interesting you're rooting for the guy who wants to leave his wife uh for for zombies that's cool that is is the weirdest spin zone i've ever heard that's that's what i heard (laughs) all right uh 45 seconds on the clock for your final to put a pin in this entire debate west go ahead and take us home in three two one Ladies and gentlemen, people of the jury, I'd like to uh, thank you for sitting through this argument here, this discussion, this debate. Uh, But I think I've presented forth the stronger argument, which is 28 Days Later is the spookier movie. Uh, It's the original, again, has the advantage of being first, which is very important when you're doing a jump scare. It's genre-defining, has fast zombies. Uh, It has a lot of death and a lot of gruesome, but it's also kind of a psychological thriller there, too, with some good storylines, simple storytelling, but effective. Um, and it, the the uh, story around civilization crumbling around the zombie apocalypse is what I find most interesting. Uh, they did a great job of it. It was shot really cool, really interesting way as well, which I think adds to that kind of spookiness to it uh, with that found footage and these kind of rough jump cuts that they have. Uh, I found it to be really effective. Good on you, Danny Boyle. Good on you. Five, four. I rest good. my case. All right. Look at that. Look at that. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so that puts an end to it. And, you know, I may or may not put out a poll uh, to see who won this, but I think it's safe to say that I won it uh, because in the uh, Peeper's Court, I make the decisions here. Kind of like Killian Murphy in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Luke, the, the Peeper's Court? Really? That's the Peeper's. Is that what I said? <laughs> That's what you said. Uh, people's people's court. Sorry, right. I couldn't help at that time. No, okay. no, I'm glad you did it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't miss that chance if I got it. <laughs> Choo choo bitches. Uh, I apparently I didn't do it this weekend, but next weekend I have to take speech classes because it's can't, can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. But what'd you do this weekend, Nick? Uh, so I had wedding three of three God over the damn. past. Yep, I only have. But hey, guess what? We got a. I got a weekend off going to a 40th mm. birthday party of a mutual friend. Likewise, uh, yeah, I'll so be we'll there. Be, so we see me and the baby. There. Actually, get to see the baby. 
Nice. Very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, then I'll have the last wedding of the year for me the week after that. So so where uh, was this one at? This was in Warwick. So three out of the four are in Rhode Island. So it's you no know, reasonable okay. drives. Like this one was – I was able to drive back that night. So it worked out perfectly. Back oh, home. Oh, nice. A little, yeah. little booze driving. I like it. Well, no. Didn't <laughs> no I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, but it was a high school friend. So it was kind of cool. I got to see some high school friends that I haven't seen in a mm-hmm. long, long time. Um, some people like people who I was friends with, but weren't necessarily at my wedding. Um, Wait, I, I might be, I, is this the one who had the joint, uh, the, the joint wedding bridal shower, the joint wedding bridal, not, shower. not wedding, but the joint bridal shower. I remember when we were on your bachelor party, there was someone. Oh, oh yeah. The Jack and Jill, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Was. Yeah. That's yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. It was. Yeah. Um, and my buddy, my buddy Corey, who you who you now know, was there mm-hmm. as well. Um, oh, so, very nice. Yes. Yeah, so had so had a nice time with that. And then uh, you know, as much as I haven't watched Loki or maybe a Gen V yet, um, there are some other things I got to catch up on. We are full steam ahead in the Friar household watching uh, spooky season stuff. So mm. we're almost done with the haunting of Hill House West. That shit is, t- I so. I let me just also note this. I watched Blair Witch Project, which really fucked with me. That was really good. I'd never seen it before. Oh, awesome. that that really freaked me out. Just from the uh, talk about found footage and everything, that yeah. was like genre defining. That was genre defining, and I like I, outstanding. And then Halloween Town, and I still knew that like the Blair, like I think when Blair Witch Project came out, like everybody thought it was real found footage. But, it was the marketing behind it because, like, you didn't know. And the, right. the mar- that was probably some of the best marketing done by a horror movie, like, ever. So I, I still knew that, like, that everything about that, and I was still terrified watching mm-hmm. that movie. Also, while we were carving pumpkins, watched uh, Halloween Town one and two. Got to get some palate cleansers in there, yeah. Because nice, nice. Haunting of Hill House has been awesome and it's been scary. They got a like they do a great job of having like ghosts like standing randomly in the background and just freaking you the mm-hmm. fuck out. But okay. man, I. I do a pretty good job of like enjoying scary stuff, but also protecting myself a little bit. So I'm not too, too freaked out, but they got me like it's an episode seven. There's a scene in, in the car. People who've watched it will know what I'm talking about. I screamed like a, like a mm. loud, like I was terrified. And I, and, and I, it's wow. also scared Lauren. Who's already seen it. It scared her again. And my scream might've scared her. I was going to say, you probably contributed to that. She was like, wow, I did not expect yeah. you to scream that high pitched of a voice. Well, was well, it like a shriek? No, 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 no. I see. see ah! I don't know what else. Like I was like, ah, like that, like that loud. Oh, I, I yeah. scared her again. Yeah, but mm-hmm, like louder, a mm-hmm. little bit more, uh, more uh, from my chest. I would say. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely the loudest I've ever screamed in my life. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yes. That's a big admission here. Thank you for sharing that with the group. It's a good share. Ever, I don't think I've ever screamed in pain. Did it before. feel good? Uh. It, it, no, I was, I was like, God, I can't believe that I was, we, we had to pause the, the pause it. Cause we were so rattled. Like that was <laughs> the best jump scare I've ever seen in my life. Okay. It was, oh, it was, it was so good, but I like um, that. All right. Not to be confused with the house on haunted Hill. Correct. Haunting yes. on Hill house. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes, exactly. That just pisses me off. I hate that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's an interest. It's a, I don't get it. It's the same reason why like they're, they're doing 28 years later instead of 28 months later, like just right. go 28 months later. I will say haunting of Hill house is based on a book. And I, and I don't, we looked it up. Like the book's pretty old. Like the, like the shoot, the writer I was, I don't care. In- I don't, I don't like it. 
I was stunned when I found that out that the writer of Hunting of Hill House was was born like 1914 and died in I think the 80s. So they've modernized some of her oh, stuff. Wow. But good for but, her. Like, that's a nice long life there. Good for yeah, her. But like that's I think it was the 80s. But she like this is so well done. So I'm very impressed. But anyways, what have you been up to? God, we're getting our baby baptized uh, this weekend on Sunday here. So we've just been getting ready to try to get everything all together. We're going to be hosting it. So I've been doing all this yard work and cleaning up the basement. Just all this like dad stuff. that Stuff that I've been putting off for a long time that like now that people are going to come over, I'm like, I, I got to do something here. So. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, cho- chopped wood, chopped a whole bunch of wood, which felt really good. I'm getting good at that. You gotta watch Amityville Horror. You'll understand why with all this wood chopping. Why? What's what do you mean? He does a lot of the guy does a lot of wood chopping in the in that movie. It's just a, it's oh, it, it feels good. You clear your mind. You know, you get some thought going. It doesn't if if you cut what I've realized the first time I was, I was chopping wood, uh, I, I cut the logs too long. Oh, so I'd have to flip over the logs. I would kind of have to work at them a little bit to to get through them. But when you cut them like at the right at the appropriate length, it's like a smooth knife. Hot knife through smooth butter. No, hot knife hot, through butter. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, you but go. you know, it, it just goes right through. So you barely need any effort to it, and it just feels great. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. I can't remember last time I chopped wood, but now I know. I, that, yeah. the, the, the expectations are sky high for when I do it next. Oh yeah. No, I'm telling you, it, it'll it'll be a good time. But uh, may, maybe you can come over. You, you can chop some of my wood. There we go. No, I couldn't. I wouldn't let. I wouldn't let another man chop my wood. I can't. <laughs> can't do that I take that back we send that offer oh man all right um as for next week nick what do we what do we got next week i know what we have the week after next mm-hmm, i don't mm-hmm. know what we have next week though we, i mean we're we'll continuing. find we'll find some sort of a horror movie yeah we'll find something scary i mean i kind of want to make you watch haunting of hill house it's terrifying i, I could is it a show it's a show it, no, I no 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 forget that i, can't, I won't do it seriously wes if you liked horror like it's it's outstanding but you okay. don't, so it's like I would. It would be torture, like not 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 in the way of that it's bad, like it's freaking scary. But anyways, um, yeah. So what's we, a, what's another classic horror movie that I should be indoctrinated to? I mean, Amityville Horror is a classic. Um, actually, maybe we could do uh, original versus reboot Amityville Horror. Uh, but you'd have to. We'd have to watch both. I can't do the two. I can't commit to two this right. uh, too much this weekend. Let's figure this out off air because we're gonna. It's gonna take us a bit. I mean, all right, right, all right. We'll, we'll figure that out. But nevertheless, at our new bat time, same bat place. We'll be back as always. Farewell. Farewell.